shepherds out in the field in your homes because now there's fields in your homes and you're shepherding your plants (laughs) (laughs) what it could be yeah totally yeah you know it's been a long day yeah it has (laughs) i am chris welcome to fancy plants podcast episode 39 almost getting up to 40 and i am here with sue hello hey sue and amanda hi ladies it's we're getting there when one step closer to summer excited about that we're almost ready to start putting our plants outside in a full-time basis um and our indoor plants i don't know about you guys but i'm having some nice luck with mine so good yeah i opened my office door the other day and it was like oh it smells really good in here because everything's blooming and nice i have one i had one hoya that was blooming in my office a few weeks ago uh ds70 or whatever it's called now and um it had the world's tiniest bloom on it because those flowers are so tiny and the funny thing is is i knew it was blooming but i went in there i'm like what is that smell and i thought like another plant was blooming because there's only one tiny one on this one but no it was that guy he was like super smelly yeah just stinking up the place yeah totally totally how's it going sue what's new good good ah just getting ready to put a garden in nice you gotta have to put a fence around it so the dogs don't run in it and uh, the chickens don't go in it because I found the, the hard way. They really helped me clean my flower beds out, which was great. But then when stuff started growing, they also really ate my tulips. So. <laughs> they, they really helped you clean your flower beds out? <laughs> yep, they really helped in that sense. Uh, but yeah, they also like to dust bath. That's how chickens clean themselves is they go in some dirt and some dust and they they lay down and kind of flap and kick kick and everything. So basically they look like they're having a chicken seizure. Yeah, they basically do, and and they're loving it. That just means they're having a good time in life, and they seem to like gardens for that. So, gonna make sure there's a fence around it, and um, we get a lot of deer go through our yard. So I'm pretty sure a garden, you know, accessible to them is probably very tasty. And um, yeah, I even thought about planting them their own garden. That feels that, like encouraging them. Yeah. It feels like a lot of work. Yeah. That that was my biggest thing is that it feels like a lot of extra work. But yeah, we're doing um we're doing a potato patch. Growing up, my parents had a potato patch mm. and sold potatoes. And so we're gonna do a potato patch, but I'm not selling potatoes. Oh, I was about to say I will definitely buy potatoes. Well, I mean, I can give potatoes to my friends, but I'm not gonna like sit at the end of the driveway with my truck full of potatoes. <laughs> Your and, potato sign. Yeah. yeah <laughs> potatoes. Potatoes. Um but yeah, we're gonna have I'm, my goal is to fill up my big cold storage room in the fall. So Nice. That'll with be canning. exciting. That'll be yeah, nice. Yeah, with canning and potatoes, like things that I'll keep. And... Are you doing a garden this year, Amanda, or is it the same as every year where the carpenter does his deck last? Uh, well, it's, it's kind of carpenter does his deck last, but we're going to uh, do, we get to... Uh, totes of grit in right at work yeah so we're gonna do a few uh grit bag gardens at work because let's face it i spend most of my time there anyways so might as well garden where i work yeah and like the perfect 
scenario, like perfect environment. I was just going to say, yeah, you probably have the perfect environment. Like while I'm out there battling like weather conditions and all that. Oh, mine like, oh no, mine won't perfect. be in a greenhouse. I have zero greenhouse space. Oh, so oh. you do it outside. Yeah, it'll be outside of a greenhouse somewhere where I can run a hose from the greenhouse and just get like pre-mixed fertilizer water. Well, as long as you don't move the glorious perfection that is the lemon tree bathed in light, dripping with lemons, then, you know. <laughs> He's struggling right now. <laughs> He's been a little neglected. I'm keeping my vision of this lemon tree. Okay. Well, it's, we have grown new leaves. We we have Good. new, we have new leaf touchdown. Um, I may or may not have taken it outside and hosed it down with the garden hose because it had spider mites and I'm too lazy to actually spray it for the spider mites. So <laughs> fair enough. I um I've had some good success with my pepper tent. They're growing. They're looking still, awesome. Still growing. Yeah. Feeling good about it. So I know I mentioned it uh, last episode as well, but yeah, it's been great. And then I do want to set up my second Millsbow cabinet. I'm not quite sure where I'm going to put it yet, but um, I think I'm going to actually leave the shelves out of it so I can put some taller plants in there because it's just the wide. So there's not a lot of vertical space, but lots of horizontal space. Okay. Yeah. And what I'm finding that I'm ending up doing is a lot of my plants are going in those cabinets. So now I'm like, okay, does that mean I need to buy more plants? Yes. For my other areas? Because like my office is getting cleaned out. My bathroom's getting cleaned out. Um, and Everything's kind of going into those cabinets. So we'll see. We'll see. The answer is yes. I just love that it's such a great environment for them and they grow so well. So I want like as many plants in there as possible. But then that means that the places where plants don't grow as well, not that they, not that they don't grow, but like they do, but just not as good. Yeah. So there's a part of me that's like, oh, put them all in there so they can flourish. But yeah, I'm still like, uh, Eve was nice enough to. Um, grant me. I, I I don't know if I. What did I get possession of the kids or <laughs> I I don't know I don't know what happened there. But he was nice enough to gift me his tank because yes. he's building a new one. Yep. And I am struggling with the absolute bone deep need to fill it all right now. Yeah. And take my time and get plants in there that are unique and special and you know because i can still see soil and i'm twitchy (laughs) (laughs) it is hard like when you get even like i got a shelf and i'm like i gotta fill it with all the plants right now right now and then you move plants from other places that you already have like chris is saying and then you're like well that spot's bare now right i need more plants (laughs) Like, yeah, it's just a cycle. It's like meat and potatoes and gravy. And like you always have like more gravy or more potatoes left over. So you add the other one to like fill it up. But then you need to add the other one to fill it up. But then you need like, oh, that just doesn't balance. That's like buying plant pots. Yeah. I, you know, have too many plants for my plant pots. You need to go out and get more plant pots, get too many plant pots, need to buy more plants. Yeah. It's just it's a cycle. It just keeps you hooked in. Yeah. Look at this cute pot. Oh, I don't have anything to put in it. I can fix that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I know. I know this summer I got to get back to making the concrete pots. I didn't do it over the winter. Just my car's in the garage. It's like squishy in there, but I'm going to get back to it. Oh, that'll be exciting. Yeah. I think it'll be really because I have a lot of artisanal concrete I need to use. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I think it'll be really fun. The only thing that I'm kind of missing is. This is going to be hilarious, but 
<laughs> so what you should do when you pour your concrete is um, have it on some kind of table that vibrates. But you can actually take an adult toy and use that. <laughs> <laughs> and use, like, I don't have a table like that. So you can take an adult toy and... Um, place it against the pot the mold and it will actually shake the air out even better than anything you could ever do manually so yeah well yeah <laughs> so i'm gonna do some shopping excellent excellent whatever it takes whatever you tell yourself right yeah, yeah. Um, now now are you doing mail order shopping or are you oh no i don't care i'll go into a store yeah 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 it's totally and then fine. they'll be like hmm when you're like i need it to vibrate the concrete in my plant Yeah, I, I can just see Chris in there. I'm like, do you have something that vibrates more than yeah. this one? <laughs> and more vibration. I'll take two. Yeah, maybe yeah. maybe one that plugs into the wall. Is there one that's bigger? How long does the batteries last on this? One for the garage and one But actually, my, my husband, yeah. we've mentioned before, he does concrete work. And so when they have like big pores and they kind of do like your basement wall frames and stuff, there's someone that runs the vibrator. Yeah. And it's like got a backpack like a battery pack back and then it's got this big yeah it kind of looks like an adult toy and they stick it down on the concrete and just like vibrate it so all the air bubbles come out and yeah yeah, yeah. it's like a job like can you imagine i'm the concrete vibrator yeah <laughs> i don't even like weed whacking so i can't imagine having that job <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so apparently that's something you can do um so and i was having issues with some bubbles in my previous pores so i think this should help a lot and uh we'll see it. and then hopefully you know if people go into the garage they're like what's this doing in here i'm just gonna <laughs> leave it up to their imagination <laughs> just just answer is, with one word fetish this is the garage vibrator <laughs> you don't have one Right? Yeah, fetish. Raise an eyebrow. Like, Why, oh, you, you don't have one in the green. You don't have one? Every room in the house. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> you never know. You never know. And you need to get rid of some air bubbles. Right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, how are trees this week? Busy. Yeah. Busy, busy. We're getting ready here. We're going to start uh, lift on June 21st. Holy crap. That's fast. Yeah. Yeah. It is fast. We. Uh, Grow them and get rid of them. That's like solstice day or the day after. Or something yeah, like that. we um, we uh, we turn them out fast. Yeah, no kidding. That's why you have to put them in fall. Yes, which we're still doing, and I am still muddy, and <laughs> I I dislike this part of the year. Well, I sure appreciate you showering before you come over to. Do it's this. not always going to happen. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind. I I do come equipped with a blanket to put over anything that I might sit on, so that I don't transfer mud. Perfect prepared yeah i like it i like it well thanks for the updates ladies looks like things are going good looking forward to that uh summertime coming just around the corner and that's going to be awesome but for now we could take it inside the house to a problem that happens to a lot of us and that problem is root rot oh the dreaded root rot dreaded root rot root rot yeah so of course, obviously, root rot happens for a few different reasons. Um, I'm going to take some wild guesses here and you guys can tell me if I'm right or wrong. So overwatering. Yep. Yep. The wrong growing medium for yep, the yep. plant. That's as far as I got. Okay. Uh, <laughs> another one, uh, another very common one is uh, you go away on vacation and a plant gets really super dry. When you're away, it's wilted. You're like, oh my gosh, this thing needs water. And you 
dump a whole bunch of water on it. Well, those roots are already struggling. You want to rehydrate. It's like like a person who's dehydrated. You want to rehydrate them slowly. Hmm. Yeah. If I have a plant that's extra dry, I always put in a little bit of water. Wait till that's like soaked into the soil and in my mind has like soaked down to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And then I do the same thing over again. And then I do the same. Like I'll do it like three, four times. So when I'm watering my plants, I'll like go to it first. Give it a little, you know, a couple little bloops. How much time are you waiting in between those? Probably like an hour. I wait an hour. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just do little bloop. I call them bloops. Like when you turn it and it goes bloop. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I give it a couple little bloop. That's the technical term. It is. Yeah. um, Yeah. I like it. I bloop. I bloop water sometimes. So then I'll do that and then I'll go. And then just before I leave that room or that area of the plants, then I, you know, give it a couple more bloops and then I go around and water everything else. Then I'll go back to it and give Hmm. it bloops. So it can take anywhere from like 10 minutes to like half an hour. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So that's actually a lot faster than I would have expected. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it and myself, I'll do it over the course of like an afternoon. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking over the course of days, but yeah. obviously that's I not have right. done it where like the next day I go back and maybe the top of the soil feels not as moist as I wanted it to. So I'll be like, okay, you need to look a little more. Bloops. Okay. Okay. So what are some signs that you have a plant with root rot? Yellow mushy leaves. Uh, wrinkly leaves or wilting. It might look like it's dry. You know, it's starting to wilt. The leaves are starting to get all wrinkly. It's soft. It's got the yellow leaves. So how do you then take the next step in determining it's, it is root rot? Are you, I'm a, maybe you're checking the um, dampness of the soil? You know, soil that takes a long time to dry down in between waterings. Say you've got, you know, a five-inch pothos in your kitchen and you have a five-inch pothos in your living room. And the one in the kitchen, you check the soil and man, it, it's dry every week. You know, the one in the living room is like, man, it's been two and a half weeks and this thing is still wet. Mm, it's probably a good sign that the roots aren't taking up water like it should. So you're talking about the the living room plant in this case? Yeah. How, how I, are you checking? How do, how do you figure its root rot over the plant being too dry? I have to take the plant out. Like I go off weight of the pot often. Sometimes like the top feels really dry, but you pick up the pot and it's still kind of got that like water weight to it. But to check for root rot, I like to actually look at the roots. So I'll pull it out. And then a lot of times if you kind of let it dry, this is horrible, but if you kind of let it dry enough, you can like pull it out and it still like holds form. And then you can look at the bottom and see if there's roots. And then if you got like mushy roots or they look really like brown kind of color. Yeah, really thready. Yeah. Thin. It reminds me kind of of like weird carrot roots. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, when you pull out a carrot and it has like all the little hairs on it um, and they're kind of wonky looking. I do um, not. Oh, well, I, yeah, you got to grow some carrots. And then you yeah, I will. like, oh, I, will. I know what it looks like. <laughs> but yeah, that's... uh. That's what I do. And then I'll just take like a really sharp, clean, like a, um, like a scalpel from art. You can get them in like arts and crafts and stuff. You don't have to have medical experience to get a scalpel. And uh, just make sure it's really clean and cut all that off. And hopefully you still have like your core root there, right? You always have that like bigger, thicker core root. So when you're pulling your plant out, I'm assuming you're not just yanking on the stem and pulling it out. 
Uh, if it's a small enough plant, uh, take your take one hand and kind of put it over top of the soil. Get like the the branches in that in between your finger, and then take your other hand, grab the bottom of the pot, flip that puppy upside down, and off. and just lift the pot off. And it okay. should hold form. Yeah, and especially if it's wet, it will hold form. Yeah, unless it's too wet. Well, I'm assuming. It'll also often hold form if it's dry, if it's like a more dense soil. Like, yeah, it'll kind of. It's like building a sandcastle. And then are you like kind of knocking the soil off, taking a look at those roots? Uh, You will probably be able to tell from the roots that have already made it to the outside edge of the soil, whether or not there's rot. And at that point, yeah, just start kind of knocking the soil back a little bit and cutting off mushy, stringy, icky, dead stuff. So what if it's a newer plant that you have planted or maybe you've repotted or you have a cutting that you're trying to root? Um, how would you approach discovering if there's root rot there or not? Okay, so um, I don't always unpot my plants when I'm checking for root rot. I, I know how my, I'm, I know if I've given it extra water. Um, a lot of times what I'll do, and especially if it's like a new to me plant and I feel like it's taking a long time to dry out in between waterings, I'll stick it on a heat mat. First and foremost, I'll stick it on a heat mat because that's going to help the water to evaporate from the soil. It's going to speed up the dry downs and kind of help it out that way. And I've stopped root rot that way in the past. Mm. Uh, My big Hoya, my big Bella. Uh, I came back from vacation one year and it was flat and I was like, oh my God. And I dumped a bunch of water on it. Like, uh, you know, it's easy to do. Yeah. Especially when you get excited. You're like, oh my gosh, this plant's my baby. Oh, I. So um, now every fall when I, in the fall, when it starts to cool off, I notice I get wrinkly leaves because it's still battling at some and I refuse to unpot it because <laughs> it's freaking huge and I don't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, so every fall I stick it on a heat mat. And it grows. The thing is five feet long yeah, and full of buds. But yeah, the heat mat helps to hmm. increase the dry downs, that sort of stuff. Okay. So what if you're a newer plant owner and maybe you are not as familiar as we might be or you ladies might be for looking at a plant and saying like, oh, I think that might be root rot. Um, what are some signs that you should be checking for that? And then what is... What do you do with that? Some of the signs, uh, like when you're in the store and you bring your pot home and it is really heavy for the size of it, that's a sign that you might have root problems. Mm. Um, any of the ones that come in those uh, fancy, uh, you know, paper pot covers, sometimes they can be overwatered. Those pot covers don't actually let the, uh, the moisture out. Um, you're noticing that the plant itself might be a little loose in there. Maybe, you know, Mm. some of the cuttings come out. It might not have been rooted properly from the supplier. That's not something that people will intentionally do a lot of times, but it it does happen. So that's interesting because I got a big Peperomia Hope uh, from a greenhouse. And I was just kind of tidying it up. There was a few dead leaves and stuff in it. So I was like, well, I'll just... And what had happened is when they potted it, they really just layered some Peperomia Hope um, 
not branches is not the right term, but I'm going to use that term, uh, cuttings, I guess, on top of the soil. Mm-hmm. And some of them rooted, but some of them I could pull right out and they had never rooted. Yeah. Um, but then too, at the same time, it was quite wet. So I did have to wait for quite a while to, um, have it dry out. Yeah. And peperomias are one that they're super easy to root rot. They're yeah. also super easy to bring back from root rot. Yeah. So they're, they're yeah. for as much as they're fickle one way, they're fairly forgiving the other. I've had two, and we've kind of talked about this before, where you get the one plant from the, um, you know, the garden store or wherever you buy plants at. And it's kind of like the supplier, the grower, just, you know, swept in the rest of the, the dirt in there. And it gets kind of hard and extra hard packed. I found that I've had on a couple, um, some troubles with the roots that way. And I think because it'll hold moisture for so long, but then when it's dry, it's kind of like a, a piece of clay mm-hmm. and it just stays together. So um, when I have plants like that, I, I try to replant them right away. But I have one at home that needs to be replanted because it's like that. but. I just haven't got around to doing it. And I keep telling myself, you hate this. Fix it. <laughs> so I hear you. I hear you. Um, okay. So let's say you are looking at a plant and whether you've looked at the roots or not, you're like, okay, this definitely has root rot. Um, what I'm going to make some assumptions here. I think that maybe one thing you should do is, or could do if it's really wet is to take it out of that pot and just let it kind of dry out a little bit. I've done that with a few plants, like take it off, knock off all the dirt and then just set them on the counter to dry overnight and then put them into some some new soil. Yeah, I always, uh, you know, the uh, the baking racks for cooling off your cookies. I grab a baking sheet uh, or the, you know, the dish drying tray, set one of the baking racks on it, take the plant out of the pot, set it soil and all on top of the uh the rack mm. to cool your baking let it drip let it dry leave it there especially if you leave the soil on you can leave it there for three or four days oh and then you put it back in mm-hmm. oh that's so clever i never would have thought of that in a million years yeah i would have just ditched it all i yeah. just always <laughs> set them on the counter and like i'll, I'll flip it you know i'll set them on the counter and then maybe before i go to bed flip it so the other side and yeah, put some paper towel yeah. or something underneath and then plant it again and it's it's usually most of the time I've been really successful. There has been a couple of times where I won't lie. I'm like, okay, I'll get that. And the, I'll get that this afternoon instead of this morning. Okay, I'll get that tonight. <laughs> yeah. And then like four days goes by and then you're like, why I want this plant come back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's nothing so. to do with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the things you can do if you end up having to trim back damaged roots, one of the things to remember is that your plant roots, your support system is now smaller. It can't support as much. So if you cut the roots in half, cut the foliage in half too. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. So how would you know what part of the foliage to cut and trim? Well, I wouldn't recommend starting at the base and working your way out. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I'm just thinking like... Um, your, uh, say it's uh, pothos. Yeah. And that you want to get rid of your longer stuff and bring it back to the center. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. If it's a bushier type of plant, kind of you'd apply the same principle to it. Take your taller stuff down back to the center. You don't want the roots to have to work as hard to get nutrients and water as far. Okay. Yeah, it's not like if you cut the left side of the roots off, you have to cut the left side of the plant off. You You just, just, yeah, you work towards the core. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And then you also have cuttings to start if, you know, things go horrifically Mm. wrong and you can't save it. 
Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Okay, so what if you purchase a plant online or in person and it arrives to you and the roots have um, deteriorated over its journey to you? Oh, I've had this when I had my plants that took like three months to get here. And some, yeah, they were, you could tell they were way too wet for way too long and then completely dried out. Um, First of all, go back to the cellar before you make like a big rant publicly i think you should go to the seller and say hey this is what happened because you never know maybe they've had that problem with a couple others and they fixed it maybe they're willing to fix it or work with you to fix it they might have some good advice i don't know i just think that's what you should do well Probably first move everybody has to learn right maybe mm-hmm. maybe the seller legitimately didn't know and wasn't trying to be awful yeah. you know but g- give them the opportunity first yeah so that's my first tip of advice on that and then i would um I would just perform surgery. I would cut off all the the horrible looking stuff. I've even cut off really dry roots before just because they're really kind of dry and woody. Mm. Mm-hmm. I've cut them off before. And I kind of like that stuff. I don't know what it is, but oh, let me cut the roots. Sue the surgeon? Yeah, sue the surgeon. Surgical sue. Um, I, yeah, I'll cut them off. As long as you're not cutting that core. And even if you cut the core, I did that before. With those plants that I got um, that came from, was it Thailand? Yeah. Yeah. And they, um, yeah, they took, they took a long time. Anyway, I did cut off, I did some surgery, surgery on the core root, kind of sliced some pieces off. It struggled. It did a lot. It did really poorly for a while. And then it came back and, um, and then I didn't water it for a really long time and it died. But <laughs> that was... <laughs> But it did it did come back like it did work. But I, you just want to make sure that you're not like removing a whole bunch of that core, like the thicker part of the root that kind of comes right from the stem. Right. OK. Because yeah. then there's nothing to support. Right. OK. Makes sense. Depending on the type of plant it is, I've actually looked at the roots like um, I forget which Hoyo it was that we got uh, where I got. And I looked at it. I'm like, there's no way that any of these are going to do anything. They were thin and thread-like. They were mushy. I was like, we're just treating this like a fresh cutting. Mm. And I cut it off, cut it all off, took fresh cutting, started that cutting. Yeah. But you couldn't necessarily do that with every plant then. No, no. Uh, some of them stuff like... Um, Calathea. Calathea, mm. you know, any um, oxalis, stuff like that. It's not necessarily going to work. You might have to just deal with what you've got. Okay. That makes sense. Um, what about if you have a wet stick? Can you explain what a wet stick is? Yeah. So I've seen it a few times. Um, wet sticks being sold for more rare plants like a Monstera albo, for example, or, um, kind of plants like that where you literally get a stick that has maybe a node on it. There's no leaves or anything. Um, but you can plant this wet stick like it's called and you can get a plant out of it well you think it would just be like propagating anything then like you're just propagating it so you would want to do what works best for you in propagating and like last episode we talked about having some different ways to propagate like in the moss big moss and bags things like that so i think you just take it back to that root it's just like a stem cutting right yeah but maybe it doesn't have any leaves or anything it just has a node so with those, I, you know, we said have patience last time. I would say have patience, have a lot, have extra patience. And keep an eye on it to make sure you're not rotting that. And I think you're right, Sue. It is like a stem cutting without. It is, yeah. yeah. Stem yeah. cutting without a root. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. So I think you probably just want to keep an eye on that. It would be my assumption. Um, And then I guess going back to what we were talking about last episode too, if you are rooting, was it last episode or two? I'm not even sure. But when you are rooting something in a bag, you you probably want to keep extra close attention, would you? I I do. Yeah. Because you don't want water in the bag necessarily, but you want, it needs to be wet enough in there. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want to make sure that it's not going to humidify itself into a mold. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So um, the way I wet, like if you're using sphagnum moss, the way I wet moss is I let it soak and soak up all the water it can. And then I squeeze it until I can't squeeze any more water out. Okay. And then that go- that already squeezed stuff will go into the bag. Okay. Okay, that's cool. And that's what I do with my paper towel, too, is I get it wet, and then I, re- I squeeze it till no more water comes out, wrap it around the paper towel, put it in the bag, Ziploc it. And I mean, I've had where I haven't had to open the bag and let it air out for, for a couple months yeah. or give it extra water. Okay. Oh, I like it. So let's say you have a plant uh, and you want to avoid <laughs> getting root rot. How do you start? What, what's the best thing to start with? Good draining soil that can drain out onto like a saucer or a plate or something. So good draining soil, a pot with drainage. Mm-hmm. That And you know what? You don't always need a pot with drainage. There's lots of people out there that you don't need pots with drainage. But you know, when you're learning, it sets you up so much better for success to use pots with drainage. Mm-hmm. You know what I find myself doing now is rather than potting directly into a drainage-less pot, mm-hmm. I will have, and I think you ladies do this as well, um, a grow pot. With drainage. So, and then you can just drop it in and you pull it out and you drop it in and then yeah. you can water it and with, do whatever. With yeah. some, I do that. I Not as much. Um, I kind of do it more and more. But the problem I'm finding is I have some pots that are like a weird shape and grower pots just don't fit in it proper. So I just drill a hole. And I've said it before. I like drilling holes and things. So I just drill a hole in the bottom, plant it up in there. Put a saucer underneath it and away you go. go. And if it's a plant where I think like, you know, we just got them in, we kind of acclimated them. um, Now I'm ready to pot up. I'll usually pot them in a grower grower pot for a while and then just take what's in the grower pot and put it in a pot. If the grower pot doesn't fit in. Okay. Yeah. I just kind of plunk it over, but I put it in a grower pot because I just find that with grower pots, if you do need to take it out, it's easy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I like the grower pot too. Um, I actually prefer it now I find because... I can change my pots and also like I have some a lot of pots with like little legs on them. Yeah. So you can't really put a drainage hole in a pot with little legs on it unless you put it on top of something and the water drains out. But I want the little legs just to sit on the surface. So (laughs) (laughs) so I'm finding that uh, I do like putting the grower pots in those and especially on my kitchen table, for example, I have a few um, plants on there and I I don't want to put them on saucers. I want them to be more yeah. protected because we and have like, look a the way that they look. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, okay, so anything else to maybe mention about avoiding root rot or um, anything we might have missed? Stick your fingers in the soil before you water. Yep. You're not you, you, your nails will get dirty, but you're not going to hurt the plant. <laughs> you know, always feel the soil before you water, or okay. lift up the pot, see if it feels heavy. Mm. Yeah, and you do get used to, I think, that weight over yep. time. Yeah, you do. Yeah, okay. Cool. So any last comments from you? No, just that. Just, you know, don't overwater. Make sure there's good drainage. Um, Don't let it sit in water. If you do have your grower pot inside a pot, sometimes if you overwater, that water will leak into that pot that it's in, and then it just sits there. 
And so that can cause some root rot. So, you know, check it and, and dump that out. Oh, that's once a good the idea. Water came in. Yeah, definitely check your fancy pots without the drainage so that you lift your pot out, you know, make sure there's no water sitting in there. And because I can't use my well water to water my plants, I have to use rainwater mm. and I was running low. So I just started dumping that back into my water jug. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you can recycle it, like just dump it back into your water jug afterwards. Good point. Plant it with other, use it with other plants. Good point. Well, thank you, ladies. I think that was really helpful. And hopefully none of us ever have to battle root rot, although I'm sure that will not be a thing. Oh, it's a regular thing. thing. Yeah, I was going to say, I think if you have plants, there's three things you can expect. One, you're going to kill something. Oh, yeah. You're going to kill it. People that are like, oh, I've, I've grown plants for 20 years. I've never killed anything. Mm, that's because you probably gave it away as soon as it looks sad. Um, Skeptic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, you're going to have bugs. Yeah. At some point or another, you're going to have bugs. If you have plants and you have no bugs. You're not looking. You're not. Yeah, exactly. I mean, y- you think you don't have bugs in your house. I guarantee you, even if you don't have plants, you have bugs in your house. Bugs are just a fact of life. And when and you have in plants, your eyelashes, too. Yeah. And uh, in your in your bed. Um, but in plants with plants, you're going to have bugs. You're going to have them. That's that. No, you know, reach out for help if you do find them. Uh, there's things you can do to prevent them. And you're going to have root rot. You're at some point or another. Root rot at some point or another with one plant or another. And that's just those are just facts. I love straight up, Sue. Yeah. yeah I straight like up, it. Sue. I like it. Yeah. Those Straight up surgical Sue. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, those, that's really great points. So thank you very much. Um, I think that those expectations are extremely realistic. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do something fun. We just had lunch and we were watching some crafty videos on Facebook. And we are going to talk about plant hack fails. Oh, there's so many. And if there actually fails or not. The three of us staring at our phones, trying to eat lunch, going, what? No. Oh, really? What? No, I got to look at that again. It was amazing. So there's probably most, if not all of you have seen videos online that you kind of watch them and you think, there's no way that's a thing. We're going to talk about some of those videos today. (laughs) And I, I would like to say that was 15 minutes of my life. I am never getting back. Well, now we're going to extend on that. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And so now here, there's another, what, half hour left um, that you're not going to get back either. Yeah. So just a warning. Yeah, but at people. least I get it with you two. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is, I'm okay with this. <laughs> so I'm going to, I think what I'll do is I'm going to start and then we can go around the table until we run out of time because I think there's enough. For us oh. to talk about. So if we each choose one thing that we saw in a video and then we'll move on to the next person and then we'll see how, how many we can talk about. All right. Okay. Rap- we're doing this rapid fire. Yeah. Okay. So the video I'm going to start with is called Awesome Plant Growing Hacks for Your Inner Gardener. It is a five minute crafts video. It was published on April 29th at 9.30 a.m. And we will post a link in uh, social media. So take a look for it there. So my first... <laughs> The first thing I stumbled across was um, a moss-related part of the video. So it's at about 13 seconds. And what they do is take some moss, I'm not sure what kind, 
and some kind of milky liquid. It could be milk. Uh, I think, Amanda, you mentioned it might be buttermilk. So they actually will blend. They're blending this. I'm going to watch it right now while we're talking. They're blending it made like this weird brown moss paste. It actually, it looks like really yummy hummus. (laughs) (laughs) So it actually, it looks kind of delicious. And so they've taken this moss paste and they have spread it out in a frame. Uh, just like a picture frame that doesn't have a picture in it. So it's quite thick. It is probably the consistency. Like if you were to imagine peanut butter with little fibers in it, that's kind of the consistency so it looks hummus? like. Uh, yeah, I guess hummus too in a way. Um, and so they've spread it out in this frame. And then magically in three seconds or less, more moss has grown from this paste. Now, I actually can't say whether that is a thing that could happen or not. And it almost seems like it's something that could happen. There is, you can kind of paint with moss. There's uh, a bunch of different techniques to do it. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily want to do it in a picture frame inside. A, you're going to have to keep it super humid. B, you're using a milk product with that. I'm not sure you want that smell in your living room. Just just going out on a limb. That's all I could think of too when you were describing us. It's like, well and then the end of this particular segment which only lasts about 17 seconds is shows a living room with four very tall frames so these frames are probably four feet tall by maybe eight inches wide there's four of them on the wall and they all have this beautiful moss on them now whether that's realistic or not i'm not sure there's a lady like uh, misting these things but i felt like there was maybe a 30 percent chance this was actually something that could happen. Yeah, like there's the possibility if you go about it right, but I'm questioning whether or not they went about that right. <laughs> you know, all I can think of is like the um, DS70 and how when it blooms, it uh, to me, the very first day that it blooms, it's like, mm, you kind of smell caramel butterscotch-like. Mm. But then after that, it smells like the old, you know, from a, a Starbucks yeah. latte. Week old Starbucks cup. And that's all I think that would smell like mixed with moss, which I love the smell of like green and moss and everything. But sometimes when it's mixed with something else, it's it's not so pleasant. So you'd have like old milk moss smell. No, thank you. (laughs) Well, I'm I'm three out of tening that one because I I don't actually know it couldn't happen. uh, Like some other things we'll talk about. But uh, yeah, I'm giving it a 30 percent chance of success. Okay, Amanda, what do you got? Okay, so I watched uh, 26 Simple Plant Growing Hacks for Your Tiny Garden. So I made it a minute and five seconds in before I was shaking my head and I had my fingers pressed between my eyebrows. She was yelling. She was like yelling at her phone. Yes. Okay, so they hollowed out half of a watermelon. Uh, Well, they put it in a stand, cut the watermelon in half, hollowed it out. Filled it with soil, took a ficus out of a perfectly good pot, and planted it in this half a hollowed out watermelon. Okay. Mm, That smelled good. First off, they used power tools to cut a watermelon in half. You need a butter knife. It's a watermelon. Like, I'm sorry. Secondly, that is going to rot and smell terrible. Like, why would you take a perfectly good plant out of a perfectly good pot and plant it in a watermelon? Well, did they just leave it in the watermelon? Yes. And here's my question. Like, if that kind of stuff worked, why are we not all just composting, throwing our 
fruit and veggie garbage into our plants on a regular basis because it will rot and stink. Compost is in like a closed container outside or <laughs> you know, vibrating. far back in your yard. So you don't have to smell it as it breaks down and rots. And it oh. just, yeah, no. I can just, you, you know, when you go for like a picnic and somebody, you know, happens to leave their old watermelon rinds out yeah. and they've kind of got that smell and there's always an ant crawling on them. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And like, I'm yeah. just think of like sticking your fingers in mushy jack-o'-lanterns after you, Ugh. you know, forget to take them off your step in October. Like, why, why, why? You do not need to hollow out a watermelon for a pot. So are you uh, zero out of tending that one? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay, perfect. I'm going to back her on that one. All that right. one kind of grosses yeah, me I'm, out. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Thank you. That was an excellent uh, example of a zero out of 10. <laughs> okay, Sue. So. so I watched um, 27 plant and garden hacks you should try. And it started off, you know, you're kind of like, hmm, there's a person taking their, their bare foot in their garden. And they're stomping their heel and kind of digging it into the ground, throwing their seed in that and then covering it up. And you're kind of like, okay, whatever. Like, I'm, I'm in my garden and I probably have done that before. Like, I like to be barefoot when I'm outside. So, yeah, I'm a barefoot Stuff contessa. gets between my toes? Yeah. I like that. No. Oh, no? I like no. I like it. Anyway, <laughs> but I'm part monkey. I use my toes to pick up things so I don't have to bend down. And um, that's what I do. So, it started out and I was like, hmm. <laughs> But they sure like their juice jugs <laughs> on five minute graphs and their water jugs, you know, the big water, one liter water bottles and, and things like that. So they took one and they cut it in half and then they used like a solder iron to like burn holes through it. Then they took wire. I'm just thinking like I would have had that fruit picked by the time you got this because they took the wire and they made like a claw four pieces come around in that juice jug. And then they went and took it up to the apple because as the person dramatically jumping and couldn't reach the apple in the tree. Oh, yeah. I watched the apple. like, really? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, just get a stool. But <laughs> they they made this and then they twisted the bottom end of the what or the top end of the water bottle onto like a broomstick and then reached it up, grabbed the apple with it and then kind of pulled down and it got hooked in between those claws. And then they pulled the apple off, which... I don't hate that. Really? I hated it because are you going to tell me you want that apple and you're going to go be like, okay, I'm going to go dig through my recycling, get the juice jug. There's so many with juice jugs. And then you're going to go find a broom. You're going to take the end off your broom. You're going to go find the solder iron. You're going to heat it up. You're going to put four holes in it. You're going to put these little hooks in there and then go over and pick that apple. By that time, you don't even want that apple anymore. <laughs> you know, like I'm going to get the stepladder and pick the apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pick up, I'm going to get one of my kids to pick me up because I can't pick them up anymore. Okay. So how <laughs> many out of 10 are you rating that? I'm going to rate that like a three because. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you're bored one day and you're like, I need to craft, but I have nothing to craft with. And you're like, oh, I got some metal here. I got a sire. Like you had the stuff and maybe you make it ahead of time. Yeah. Like you could build yourself an apple picker one day yep. just to be like, this is going to make my life easier and away I go. I'm with you three out of 10 yeah. on that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a like I think, and I think it would work. But I mean, if you have twist tie wire, you go to pull on that apple. That wire is just going to go straight as could be, and the apple's going to be like, Haha, "Sucker, didn't get me." <laughs> so I don't know. I love it. it. It was like the first one I seen that kind of irritated me because I couldn't tell. Yeah, no, it irritated <laughs> me because of that. But I mean, sure, 
okay. if you're in a pinch and you have no other option, you sure. could you could do this. Sure. Amazing. So speaking of frustrations, <laughs> um, I'm still in awesome plant growing hacks for your inner gardener. Um, I'm at one minute and 47 seconds and there is a lady's hand with some slivers in it and they look like almond slivers, but it turns out there's something else. So she is uh, putting some of these slivers on some growing medium in a very shallow terracotta pot. She's sprinkling them all around. There's probably about 50 seeds. Now she's putting some bark chips over top and then some soil. Now she's kind of patting it all in there, squirting some water on and covering with some saran wrap that she's puncturing. Now what happens next at about two minutes and seven seconds is some fuzz. And then magically the bowl is now full of perfect white mushrooms that actually, so when she picks it, you can tell the mushroom is actually probably from a container from the store because the bottom is perfectly cut off. And there's no way that a mushroom could have grown in this environment. (laughs) So I just thought that was really funny because um, that to me is probably a minus one out of 10. Like I, I can't imagine that working in any capacity. And the way that it's presented made me laugh and laugh because it was very clear that they had just taken fresh mushrooms that had been cut, set them gently on the soil and then pretended to to pick them out so it is really funny i have two mushroom growing kits and um yeah that's not how they grow right it's spores and so i think they tried to represent the spores with like some kind of like it was almost like they took a cotton ball and kind of spread it out over top of the soil and then suddenly there was mushrooms so (laughs) yeah it was it was pretty awesome i wonder if people watch these too and they're like okay it didn't grow within three minutes so did it work because they make it seem like you know, you do this little trick and you got, it's beautiful in like minutes. <laughs> well, the, the comments were hilarious because people are like, dude, we can tell that those are like just mushrooms set in the soil. So yeah, I had a good time with that one. So I'm going to minus one out of 10 for that one. Okay. So I'm still on 26 simple plant growing hacks for your tiny garden because I can't bring myself to watch more of these videos. <laughs> so they're all on this video because I was like, oh my no. So Okay, I made it, so we were at a minute and five seconds before, so I made it to two minutes in, and we are back to the half watermelon hollowed out planter. So, okay, you've got your planter that's going to self-destruct, perfect. So what they did is they took a banana, nice yellow banana, they cut down the curve of the banana from top to bottom, and then they took a hot pepper... (laughs) And stuffed it inside the banana skin. I seen that one. And it was like a whole hot pepper, not the seeds. No, the, the, the entire, the entire hot pepper stuffed inside the banana skin. This is like a can style pepper. Yeah, a long, long, long thin. thin yeah. yeah, yeah. it was kind of like the same as the inside curve of the banana. And then they go over to their watermelon planter that, you know, is filled with soil. And they take the banana and Jam it into the planter so the top half is sticking up. That is the only thing they show you. Yeah, it's like, and then what? Like, like do, is this how you take it out to the compost heap? Uh, like, and I'm not nothing. sure what you're doing here. It, it did never. It never cut back to it. There was no result. Somebody stuffed a pepper inside a banana, shoved half of it in soil in a hollowed out 
freaking watermelon. So really unsatisfying <laughs> is what we're saying. There was no follow up. There, it was just confusion. Straight up confusion. I'm like, why on earth? What the? No. Why? What? Yeah, it, it was. No. It's, it's zero. It gets a zero. I think that needs like a minus five. Yeah, right? Like, <laughs> oh, it, it's so frustrating. There, and I mean, to have no payoff is like, what? Yeah. Like, why? Why? At least give me a why. At least, you know. Yeah. Grab a completely unrelated plant and stuff it in there afterwards to show me what it grows. Terrible CGI. Yeah, I I would be happy with terrible (laughs) CGI. Amazing. Amazing. Okay, Sue, what's next? Well, my next one was that this one really put a a pickle in my panties, I guess you could say. Um, So they showed this plant in a pot and it was just like really sad and it needed to be watered. It was like um, some kind of... I don't know, almost like um, why all of a sudden can I not say it? But anyway, there's this plant and it had flowers and everything on it and it was all droopy and sad in the pot. And it shows a person and they put their finger beside their chin and they're like, hmm, like what do I do? (laughs) Instead of going and getting the watering can. So they dug up the plant. They, the pot was probably about three quarters of the way full of dirt. They took always with wings sanitary feminine pads. And lined that on top of the dirt, lined the pot with them. Yeah, you all know where I'm going with this, don't you? And so then they put a little bit of dirt on top and then they put the plant on top. And when they put the plant on top, they just set it on. They didn't like fill it in with the dirt, you know, kind of <laughs> squish it in. They just like took that dirty root ball and just set it on and was like, good enough. And then they showed that they watered it and the plant just magically looked very happy because it had wings. So <laughs> they, they, uh, yeah. So, okay, I get it. You're like, you know what? I need something to help this retain water. So I'm going to put always pads in there because they retain water. But the problem is, is they're actually, their job is they'll hold water and like, hopefully it doesn't go to the surface. <laughs> they also are biodegradable, so they'll break down. So like, I don't know how long it'll take. Like maybe you're good for the summer outside. I don't know. But I just think. You've never tested this? I've never tested this. Um yeah. So I don't know. Um, I was just really irritated by it. I mean, I think you're better off taking a kitchen sponge and putting it in the bottom of your pot if that's your problem. Like if that's what you want to do. Or the guts of a diaper. Yeah. 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 Okay. So it, what's your rating on that, Sue? I'm going to say two. Like I'll give them, I'll give them some credit for like the creativity that went into that. <laughs> but uh, okay. also the price of pads. I could go on forever on this. They're expensive. <laughs> and you're gonna use true. them to keep your plants dry moist i don't know it's just not gonna work it's oh. not, it might work for like a time or two but amazing no. that one that one's a no that amazing. was a no so i'll give it like two okay two for creativity okay okay that's i think that's fair <laughs> okay so i am still being held hostage by awesome plant growing hacks for your inner gardener and i've made it to two minutes and 15 seconds where we're taking a dragon fruit and, you know, the inside of it is white, has black seeds, nice and easy to harvest. So they're picking out some of the seeds. Okay, makes sense. Putting them on paper towel, wetting the paper towel. Yeah, I'm totally with you. We fast forwarded to the seeds, seeds sprouting. I have no idea if they are the same seeds or not. They are considerably larger than they were before. So maybe they've absorbed some water and gotten puffy. They grew. Yeah. And they have little green sprouts on them. So... Just like any person, you throw that into a growing container. 
And somehow magically from this dragon fruit, we now have a beautiful blooming Thanksgiving cactus. <laughs> that one's magic, man. That's magic. So like, I get it. Dragon fruit grow cactus. I understand. Like, yeah. you know, that they're from a cactus. I get the not that kind. No. And I would, I would actually commend whoever made this video. The CGI on the growing of the Thanksgiving cactus actually wasn't that bad. Nice. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. So I am going to maybe, if we are giving creativity points, uh, <laughs> <laughs> like this is a big lie at the same time. So um, I, I kind of want to say three, but I actually also want to say zero because there's no possible way for this to happen. And it is extraordinarily unrealistic. So then we got like a 0.5, like 0.5 yeah, for creativity, a, you know, or a minus three for lying, a plus three for creativity. Yeah, or zero. I will give a plus one for the quality of the CGI. I didn't think it was that bad. Like you could tell, but, you know, it was better than some of the other ones I have seen in this video. So let's okay. go 2.5. 2.5? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do encourage watching that, though, because it's actually pretty funny. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, still on the same video, 26 simple plant growing hacks for your tiny garden. <laughs> okay, I'd, I'd like to state that at no point in this video did they show a garden. <laughs> not, even, not, awesome. not even a tiny garden i kept waiting for it it didn't happen it's so tiny you can't see like, it like maybe that's like maybe it's so tiny it fits into half a cut off watermelon i don't know i mean <laughs> so i made it to i don't know the 430 445 mark and i'm watching this and they've scrapped the watermelon now finally thank god so they take some sort of ficus. It's already looking a little sad. And they repot that into a an, much bigger pot. And then they cut off all of the leaves. Mm -hmm, so they've mm -hmm, cut off all the leaves. Mm -hmm. And they are now going to graft uh, another plant onto this ficus. So they've gone from ficus. And they have got a heartleaf philodendron. Huh. And they are <laughs> grafting heartleaf philodendron. Onto this ficus. So now it's this Medusa ficus. <laughs> I'm I need to watch this. Oh, I need to see what this looks like. It is spectacular. So then what they've done is now that the heartleaf philodendron has, you know, you know, started to obviously take its graft immediately and grow. They are grafting on already ripe, fresh picked, um, Peppers, like cayenne-style peppers. <laughs> they are grafting that onto the heartleaf philodendron. That's grafted onto the That's ficus. grafted onto the ficus. Wow. So, and then they, they cut to this, you know, shot of this grown-up, bushy, you know, full heartleaf philodendron that's covered with these already ripe peppers, you know, because if you graft a pepper on there, it's just going to grow more peppers. Like, not even a pepper plant, like, like pepper. Just peppers. Just peppers. Huh. Like, I, I, I can glue hot peppers onto anything I want to. It doesn't make it right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just picture that what this looks like. So you got this, like, cayenne phyllophycus <laughs> <laughs> growing in the side. 
<laughs> and like, I guess, let's just face it. You look at them wrong, sometimes they'll lose all their leaves. So I picture <laughs> half of it's like really mad about this grafting process. Oh, yeah. oh, they've, lost already, all its leaves. they've already cut off all the leaves. Oh, yeah, they cut off all the leaves. Okay, yeah. so there's no leaves. I was picturing with like leaves on one side, but not the other. Anyway, then there's this philodendron one that's going, what the ficus is going on? Uh, and then this, it gets peppers glued to it. And it's like, oh, but they try to make it look so happy. I just, I don't know. I, I, I'm waiting for Chris to get to the point in the video and have her eyes bug out of her head. Oh, yeah, I'm there. And it's with just like a little stick of a ficus. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. So, yeah, <laughs> somehow they have glued. Glued? Grafted? On? I don't know. I don't even know. I can't tell. But at the end, it's it's quite beautiful at the end. Yeah, it's it's really pretty. Uh, it is a... Uh, uh, tree trunk with uh, some green leaves and red peppers what's your <laughs> rating on this uh what are, okay are we rating feasibility or bold-faced you know not happening but i'm gonna be creative about this okay let's say that i want to kind of go with create you kind of have to go with creative in these i feel like i feel like i was rating these wrong like well like creativity wise this has got to be an 11 Right, because yeah. they're, they're it's it's spectacularly um, wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, wrong. Just, yeah, completely. Just, it's so weird. And you know, here's the thing: if that was like really going to happen, people could really do that. You think all over the world, we we would have these multi-plant fruiting vegetation things right? growing everywhere because you'd be like oh my god it's the best of all worlds i can have this 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 you know what and maybe the root at the root you pull it all up when it's done and you got to carry it yeah exactly potatoes there was potatoes, potatoes, potatoes on yeah. here tomatoes on top potatoes, potatoes on, on the, the bottom. bottom now that is they at least those two are both members of the nightshade family yeah. they're they're at least related yeah they're cousins but the ficus philo pepper yeah. guy. Those are just, different. Those it, are different. I just would. Uh, I'm enjoying your 11 rating. It's, on that. It, it's spectacular, yeah, but like it, it is so bad. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sue, do you have another one? Yeah. So I'm still in the 27 gardening tips um, or plant and gardening hacks. So I didn't figure out what times things are because I just really want our listeners to like watch these videos and not skip <laughs> only, skip to only what we talked about because there's just so much we could probably have 20 episodes on this but it was my ultimate favorite one um they they took this you know this lady has a corn co on the cob like went to the grocery store the four for a dollar corn on the cobs peeled the husk out had to have a thinking face because she wasn't sure how to plant <laughs> plant this corn so she took a pot a plastic pot and i believe it was a pink plastic pot and she set the cob so that it's standing up right like on the widest end with the pointy end up and set it on the dirt like didn't even push it into the dirt it somehow just balanced there and magically corn plants grew all around this cob but the best part is is the cob still looked as fresh as the day <laughs> she bought it <laughs> And I'm just like, it doesn't work that way. It's just like if you took a corn on the cob and put it in the microwave to make popcorn. I know they have the hack for that, too, in the five-minute crack uh, crafts. And I made me laugh because it's not quite how popcorn works. Like, it, it has to dehydrate to... Yeah, it explodes really well if you put it in the microwave. Oh. Yeah, it, it'll pop. <laughs> <laughs> just not into corn. <laughs> yeah, just not into popcorn. Uh, it'll be a mess that you have to clean up. 
So yeah, it they stuck it in and these like, you know, 50 corn plants in this little pink pot grew all around it and she was very happy and excited. But that's not really going to work that way. Um, What's your rating on that? I'm going to give that a minus. That's not even creative. <laughs> <laughs> no, no rating for you. Yeah, it's, it's not even creative. It's just, it really irked me. <laughs> okay, so we're giving it the worst rating then, which is rating less is what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah. It, it's not even, yeah, you okay. can't rate it. Not even worthy. Okay. Yeah. I, I did notice, Amanda, in your video, um, somebody grew a a money tree from an avocado pit. Yes. So, yeah, that was uh, that yeah. was uh, spectacular. Yeah. Um, another video I watched did that too. I think that's that's their go-to. You know what? Money tree looks like an avocado kind of. It, it, they, do a it. little bit, right? Yeah. 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 Well, the leaves are the same shape. Okay. We're at our hour, but I want to leave us with a 10 out of 10 for awesome from 5-Minute Crafts. Okay. Yeah, I, it's it's happening. I okay. had a good one. Too. So, how to make your own flower pots in seven different ways. Okay. Yeah. And what this is actually an article, not a video. Maybe that's the difference. I have no idea. But they've taken an old chair, an old wood chair, like a regular kitchen table chair, and they have cut out uh, part of the seat and they have inserted a um, container. Yeah, like a Rubbermaid bin into it and made a planter out of it. Okay. And, and it looks really cute. That is actually super cool. It would look, especially if you put some trailing stuff in there so that you couldn't see the bottom of the tote. So it didn't look like, you know, one of the Porta, you know. Yeah, it's, it's really cute. They like painted it all to match. Oh, and, yeah. That yeah. would be super cute. Yeah, I really liked it a Every lot. Every once in a while, they have a redeeming one. Yeah. Like, you know, they the video that I watched, they started lemons from the lemon seeds and, you know, uh, pineapple and ginger root, you know. Yeah, yeah, some of them are totally viable. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, they do have some yeah. viable but, ones. But when I watch them stick rusty nails into a plant to bring it back to life, I'm just <laughs> like, this is not voodoo. <laughs> well, it sounds to me like we can probably revisit this topic again. Um, <laughs> because I know I think all of us probably have some more of these to share. Um, but we are at our hour now. So if you have any last like 10 second comments, now's the time, and then I will close this out. Um, I want to know if any of our audience has ever tried out any of the five minute crafts, any of them, even if they're not to do with plants, because I know there's a whole bunch out there. And have they been worth worth it? Because sometimes I'm just like, that's way too much effort when you could just, you know, <laughs> do it simpler, do it way simpler. <laughs> I and, love and, that. And real. That's a great yeah. question. That's a yeah. great question. I'd too. also like to add, there's one for, for the women out there. It's all on periods. Um, yeah. It's funny. It's, it's spectacular. It's, you'll cry laughing. Maybe Sue will put it in the in social media for us so we can watch it. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah, I'd like it's... to uh, see what people, what plant hacks people have heard. Like why, what's big in your, your plant group? What's come down the grapevine? What are those things that people are like, do this, it works. Yeah, and then let us know if it yeah. works. Yeah. Well, like, it was Five Minute Crafts a long time ago that I seen where they planted the rose and the potato. Oh, yeah. It, With like, the honey? Yeah, with the honey, they they had like this like multicolored dyed, you know, rose and then they stuck it. They put a hole in the potato, dipped the tip of the rose from the beautiful bouquet into honey and put it into the potato and set it on on the the little sofa table in front of the bay window and voila ti da a few moments later, it was a beautiful rose bush with these multicolored flowers. <laughs> like award winning roses. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Um, so fun. I'm 100% sure we'll revisit this. And as Sue is requesting, if you have d 
done any five minute craft hacks or something similar, plants or not, let us know. I think that'd be really fun to uh, to discuss. So you can hang out with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash fancy plants podcast. You can check us out on Instagram at fancy plants podcast and our email address just in case you're inclined social at fancyplantspodcast.com thank you for hanging out with us again for another week and we will see you next week when we're talking plants bye bye it's all about them plants come on sugar mama get your green on Fancy plans, oh yeah.